Welcome back, everyone, to the Teacher Light Your Light Shine podcast. If you're new around here, thank you for tuning in. We here at Teacher Light Your Light Shine are all about empowering teachers to continue their zest and their love and their passion for teaching, but doing it their own way and doing it differently, and also inspiring teachers and homeschool mothers to think outside the box of the way that they serve children. If you're a homeschool parent and you are looking for a way to earn additional income, but still be with your children and still be able to teach in the way that you would like with flexibility, you are in the right place. If you're a teacher wanting to either homeschool your children and wanting to start some type of a business, whether it be tutoring, whether it be a micro school, a small little school, not a private school, not all the red tape, but a different alternative method of teaching, we're happy that you are here. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to talk to you about Restoring your hope as a teacher when you feel as if the your love or your passion for teaching or just for the career is going to the wayside and you're struggling with that because you've always wanted to be a teacher and you're wondering where your passion is going. I know that many of you who have been around here have known that the purpose of this podcast is to help teachers who are in a fallen, broken system to be able to have restored hope and to gain inspiration and eventually even turn into entrepreneurship and same with homeschooling parents. It is October. I find that after the dust is settled, after July, preparing to go back to school, August, you're in the trenches, September, you're trying to, you know, get to know all of your new students, maybe a new school, new colleagues, teacher, grade level. It seems as if come October, the dust has settled a little bit and we're able to kind of take a little bit of a breath and reflect and if you're not there yet it's okay but I encourage you in this month to really take time to slow down and to reflect because I know what it feels like to devote your life to this career to invest your time your energy your thoughts your emotions your weekends your own money making your classroom and your job as one in which you're just totally obsessed and in love with I understand that when you pour everything into something and yet you're not getting back this fulfilling charge, one in which you feel helpful to others and you feel joyful and you feel as if you are giving life and giving love and things are working in your classroom and things are working in your school and you don't feel as if your values have been compromised. I know what it feels like for it to suddenly feel as if it's gone. To one day looking over and looking over the course of time is it feeling as if you really couldn't do it for another 20 years. 15 years, 10 years, five years, maybe even another year. And so you set frustrated and wonder, where did my passion go? Where did my love for this go? Why am I so exhausted when I was once fueled? And then you think, is it my class? Is it my school? Is it my role? Is it my grade level? Is it this season of life? So as these questions begin to pop up today, I would like to help you to unravel your feelings, your frustrations, things that challenge you. We're going to discuss the hopelessness, the frustration, the changes in your passion, and how we are really going to restore them and your hope when it feels really hard. Let's do it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, 
to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Now, I will always begin by pointing you. Well, okay, I can't say I'm always going to begin, but I definitely feel the urge all the time to remind you that you are not alone. We have a community. It's our Facebook community. Go into your Facebook and in the search bar, type in start your micro school or homeschooling business. And it'll say the Teacher Let Your Light Shine podcast. Click on it. We ask you a few questions just about your fear, about where you're from. And that only takes about a minute. And we do this so that we can gain more insight about you. And we welcome you into our community. We learn about you. We pour into you. It's a safe place for you to ask questions, for you to connect with other people who are where you're at or ahead of you, or maybe even behind you to gain insight, inspiration, encouragement, support. So head on over to Facebook. You can also go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com. There's so many resources. There's uh, an example of our eight step to building your micro school or homeschooling business. There's also resources about time management, burnout, just some fun, cool things. Teachersletyourlightshine.com slash resources. And then also if you're looking for the actual documents to get started on your school or on your business or your tutoring business, you can go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. It's all the documents you need to get going. Plus, there's also coaching packages there if you need someone to mentor you and help you. Right now, I am only taking five more coaching clients until the end of the year. So you definitely want to head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching and schedule whichever coaching it is packages. You can go there. I'm only doing five more for the end of the year because we've got a lot of things going on with Teacher Let Your Light Shine and we want to be here to support you. So what do we do when we start feeling as if our hope is gone? We're starting to wonder and to question and to wrestle even with God and say, where did this go? I have spoken about this on the podcast before about walking through my neighborhood and crying out to God and saying, you're the one who gave me this passion. I I literally was saying this, God, you're the one who gave me this passion. I'm crying. And, and now I feel as if you're telling me to leave and possibly homeschool my kids, but I don't want to do it alone. And I'm not ready to homeschool. I'm not ready to take them out of school because I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that feels like. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm having a hard time with this, God. And I also feel as if you're calling me to do something, but I don't know what it is. Like, just tell me, what do you want me to do? I, how am I going to let go of what I really love and the people and the place that I'm surrounded with and the kids that I help and the teachers that I work with and the administration that I respect and I adore? I'm just thinking this in my mind, but I'm crying out to God and I'm saying, please help me. I don't want to let go, but I feel like you're telling me to let go and I don't know what I'm supposed to hold on to. 
And I said to him, I was a little girl and loved to teach. And my dad built my first classroom in our basement. And now I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to leave all of all of this for nothing. Just to what am I going to do? It was like awful. Okay. Like I sound like a baby right now, but I was genuinely super devastated. And I don't know if you feel like specifically like that, but maybe you're just frustrated that your hope is gone and maybe you feel this calling to go somewhere else, but that seems too scary and too awkward and you have no idea where he's calling you to go and he's asking you to let go of something or you're feeling hopeless and you want to make a change, but you don't know what it's like. I have been there. I know what that feels like and I know that it does not feel good and it feels scary. And you feel hopeless. Like, I can't stay here, but I don't know what else to do. And if I leave, what's going to happen? But at the same time, I don't know where my love for this has gone. And I feel exhausted. And where did it go? And what am I going to do about it? And what am I going to do the rest of my life? Teaching is my thing. I'm good at it. I went to school for it. I got my degree. I've got my doctor degree. My doctorate degree. I've got my master's degree. Or maybe you have awards behind your name that you've gotten in teaching and yet you feel as if I don't want to stay here but I don't want to give up my gift of teaching number one when you start to feel like this you've got to take inventory this is where it begins you need to sit and recognize the feelings that you're feeling because our bodies and our emotions warn us through the spirit, it warms, warns us and tries to get our attention that something's not right. Now, the problem is, is that we're impatient to figure it out what it is that's not right and why it's not right. And I want it fixed now because I don't like feeling like this. This is way too uncomfortable. And number two, you got to start writing this out. You got to start writing your questions out. I know if you're not a journaler, you're going to think, oh, woo, 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 woo. Sit down with your little notebook, Mackenzie, and just take your fancy pen and Get down to it, girl. I'm not expecting or recommending that you do something that's unnatural for you. If you need to open up a Google Doc, open up a Google Doc. But if you're venting to the people around you constantly and you're venting to your husband or you're short fused with your kids or you're short fused with the people that you work with, you're sad, you're angry, you're upset, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, you're bent out of shape. Listen, something's not right. And until you can figure it out, and until God reveals it to you, you're going to have to take it, take it down with your notebook, babe. I know exercising is one thing too. But when you can actually write things down and go back and refer to it a month later, a few months later, a year later, a couple days later, whatever it takes to start to notice these cycles, you've got to be aware of it, guys. You have to be aware of the cycles that you're feeling in your emotions, in your body, in your shoulders, in the way that you talk, in the way that you pour out your heart to a notebook that nobody's going to read. Notebooks ain't judging. I'm just here to tell you. And guess what? Sometimes people around you don't want to hear it anymore. Write it out. No shame in your game. But get it out. Get it out. Open up your laptop. Write it into Google Doc. Journal. Voice memo yourself. Whatever it takes. Get it out. Because, it, because you're going to birth it out at some point anyways. And it can birth out in the wrong way. You can lash out at your kids, lash out at your class, distance yourself from your loved ones, or you can come to terms with yourself and work this out. Literally writing it out 
writing out your questions, writing out your concerns. There's a quote, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, that thoughts untangle themselves through the pen is basically what it what it boils down to. I'll have to look that back up. If you know of, a, of the podcast I mentioned that in, you know what I'm talking about. So number two is, you know, number one is first recognizing your feeling and number two, questioning that feeling and writing it out. And, you know, you may be thinking to yourself, well, you know, miserable Mary down the hall, she's felt like this, but, you know, she's sticking it out. And, you know, Sally down the hall, she's she's been just counting down the days to retirement, but she closes her door and is flat out aggravated constantly at her class or miserable at our faculty meetings. I don't want to be like her, but, you know... I guess I'm supposed to just feel like this. I mean, after all, no job's perfect, right? I mean, how many times have you said that to yourself? So you start to compromise your feelings and your beliefs and your values. And you may even be saying, well, I feel called to this place because I'm supposed to help children in poverty and I'm supposed to help children in disabilities. And you start to wrestle with this. So the third thing that I want you to think about is whether or not you're compromising. Are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling like, I feel this way and I have these questions and I have these concerns, but on the other end, I'll just stick with it. I don't want to be a quitter. I don't want to be different. I don't know where else to go. Are you compromising? Are you talking yourself out of coming up with a solution? Let's say it like that. And number four is really thinking about what's not your responsibility. Let me give you an example of this. I had the hardest time because I was working in a school where it felt as if I was really becoming more of a counselor to teachers and I loved it and helped start this school and was the first instructional coach at the school and and had been working with teachers and new teachers and also working with intervention students. And I was often approached whenever I would talk about starting my own school or I just I want learning to look differently and I wasn't really thinking about starting my own school this big enormous school with you know 90 students or 100 students I just wanted something intimate and close and I just wanted to teach the way that I wanted to teach and I wanted kids to learn the way that I knew that they could learn with all the mandates and the crazy stuff and I wanted to teach about God and I wanted to have Bible study and I wanted to be with my girls and I just didn't know how it could happen but I remember talking several times to colleagues over the course of about 10 to 15 years, truthfully, that people will say, I remember you talking about this. I'm like, did I talk to you about that? And they would say, now if you leave and all these good teachers leave, not that I'm tooting my horn that I'm a good teacher, but you know how people say, like, what happens if all the good teachers leave? Then I'm just so worried about what our, what's going to happen to our schools and what's going to happen to our students. What if all the good teachers leave? And you know, you're called, You're so passionate. You're so good with these struggling learners. You're so good with these kids in poverty. And, and it makes you feel guilty. And, and sometimes it can even confuse you and think, well, God brought me here. And he did. Don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean that we're meant to stay there forever. And people will say, well, I mean, everybody's leaving. Just go ahead. Be like everybody else. I don't know what's going to happen to our school. I don't know what's going to happen to our grade level. I don't know what's going to happen to our team. Well, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. They're going to find someone else. And guess what? You don't need to feel condemned for that. You don't need to feel guilty for that because that is not of God. That is not our responsibility. As a matter of fact, we are not God. 
He may call, be calling you to a place where people need you more than where you are now. For an example, yes, I have 18 students at my home every day, but it's not just about the 18 students. It's about their families that I've gotten to work with so closely. It's about the people that I get to invite over to my house that get to pour into these children, the people that I am helping to coach and to give them a purpose and to give them a job and to give them an opportunity to work in a, an environment that's positive and relaxed yet meaningful and purposeful. I was a solution to families during the pandemic. I'm, I am and you are a solution to families who love the closeness and the family feel of community and school and relationships. They're not getting at that at school. Families who want to homeschool, they want this environment for their children, but they can't do it themselves. Or even children that would either be targeted or unseen in the regular public school system. I have gifted students. I have black students. I have white students. I have Hispanic students. I have students that came in significantly below. I have students who came in significantly above. And they are able to soar because of the environment because of the nature of this atmosphere. Not because of me and I'm so special and so perfect, but because God has been in all of it. So how do I and you restore hope when you feel as if you're in a desert? You feel thirsty, you feel lost, you feel like you're just in the wilderness. You need to get to the promised land. Well, my hope for you is this, for you to realize that you're not going to die there unless you want to. The Israelites, they refused to enter into the promised land because they were so fueled by fear, which then led to the failure of trusting God. And in Psalms, God says, pour out your hearts to him for God is your refuge. I can't tell you how many times I poured out my heart to God and he did rescue me. God is our redeemer, but he's not going to be forceful to us. He will keep pressing Jonah. He kept pressing Jonah, pressing Jonah, pressing Jonah. Jonah said, oh no, I am not called to this. I, you must have got the wrong guy. No, Jonah, as a matter of fact, fled and went the total opposite direction. And God caught his attention when he ended up in the mouth, belly of a well. Okay. He ran the other way and you can run, but you can't hide. And here's the deal. There's two things here that I want you to remember is recognizing your fears, sitting with yourself, sitting with God, writing them out, journaling, journaling, praying, knowing what you're dealing with is so critical. So critical. Recognizing your fears. This is where your hope lies, but it does require action. You have to know what you're working with. You have to know the fears that are crippling you. And here's why. Because number two, your fear, my fear, it leads to disobedience. And disobedience for what God is really calling you to do and equipping you to do, you just don't know it because you're in a state of fear, mumbling, complaining, murmuring, and not ready to really go through what God wants you to do because it feels scary and you're afraid. And I understand that. I really do. So I want you to know that you're not alone. I'm not trying to talk out you, okay? But because of disobedience, the Israelites living at that time were barred from entering the promised land. Not one of these, not one of all of this 
evil generation shall see the good land that I swore to give to their ancestors. That's in Deuteronomy 1.35. The only exceptions were Caleb and Joshua, who were the only members of the scouting expedition who encouraged the Israelites to obey God's command. That's in Numbers. Even Moses himself was barred from entering the land due to a different act of disobedience. Moses was punished. This is in Deuteronomy 1, verse 19 through 45. Moses is punished for his lack of faith, which underlines his disobedience. Because you did not trust me to show my holiness before the eyes of the Israelites, says God, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. That's in Numbers. Friends, I am right there with you, thinking about the way that my business should go next year, our school should go next year, constantly pleading with God and asking Him to give me an obedient heart, heart to trust Him with Teacher Let Your Light Shine, trust Him or to trust Him with what He's calling me to do um, with the sheeps of our community, with the sheeps of these children at our school and keeping Him as the shepherd because I'm a sheep myself. But when we know what is right, we are tempted to violate it at some degree, potentially, maybe not. Sometimes you know what's right and you're like, that's right and I'm going to do it. But sometimes when we know what's right, but we're tempted to violate it, our trust in God is all we have to keep us in God's ways. That is not a matter matter of moral fiber. Even if Moses failed to trust God completely, can we really imagine that we will succeed? Instead, it's a matter of God's grace. We can pray for God's spirit to strengthen us when we stand for what is right and we can ask for God's forgiveness when we fall. But we definitely want to ask God to help us in our unbelief and help us if there's any part of us that feels a failure to trust him because we don't want to have the serious consequences of having a disobedient heart. But I can promise you this, God loves you. He loves me. He will continue to help us. He's not going to force us, but he will continue to help us if we keep seeking him and seeking his will. And I pray that over each person who's listening to this, that God will continue to give you ears to listen and a heart to want to receive what he's calling you to do, even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of fear. And then you reach out and you ask him to help you and to build in trust in your heart and to give you the people that you need surrounding you so that you can continue to fight the good fight of faith and do what is next. Until next time, I hope to see you in our community. We just love you. Love you, love you, love you. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.